The Institute for Emerging Issues is a 32-year-old organization that takes on historically one large issue every year that is either not yet known to the people of North Carolina or is stuck, is not going anywhere. Each year, historically, we've had one major forum in Raleigh uh, where we've invited people from across the state to hear from national and international speakers about that topic and then to come to some conclusions about what North Carolina might do to react to that topic, uh, what sorts of public policy changes we might consider putting in place in order to help us move forward in uh, addressing this thing that is either already a problem or is about to become a problem for the state. Okay. And I understand that this September 17th forum is going to be in Asheville, and that's the first time that you guys have held it outside of Raleigh? That's right. It's the first time we've tried to do the forum in another part of our state, and it's part of a broader strategy that we hope uh, will be kicked off by Asheville to uh, have a forum somewhere else in North Carolina besides Raleigh every year. I see. And uh, what precipitated that? Was there a concern that things were too Raleigh-centric in the past? I think whenever you do the same event in the same place for an extended period of time, you have a group of people that becomes accustomed to coming to that event. And it's difficult sometimes to get people from other parts of the state to drive in and do it. And what we found as we looked at the last forum was that we didn't think we had enough people from across the state weighing in on these issues. And we also discovered that on almost every issue that we were working on, there were great solutions and great ideas that were coming from other parts of the state. But the problem was sometimes we would find out about them after the forum. And so our belief is that by moving the forum around to different parts of the state, we're going to hear about those ideas sooner. And then the next time we're doing a forum on another topic, we'll have some contacts out there and can simply call out and say, hey, who's doing interesting work in this area? I see. Okay. Now, this one titled Reconnect to Community, what are some of the topics that are going to be discussed? This came from a crowdsourcing effort that we did beginning last summer, where we sent information out to 31,000 people on our mailing list. We did community forums around the state, and we talked to people through an interview show that we have weekly about what they thought the biggest problems facing North Carolina were. And one of the topics that rose to the top was the belief that we are not interacting as much as we used to with our neighbors. We don't really know them. We, in many cases, don't know the legislator who represents us. We aren't voting at the same rates that we used to. We aren't participating in civic clubs or faith communities in the way that we used to. And what people told us is they wanted to find a way to change that. So this forum is looking at people who are changing that and places that are beginning to change that around North Carolina lifting those up and celebrating them, and then looking for what the lessons are that we might be able to share with other people across the state about success that people in one community or another are having on those topics. I see. So sort of like civic engagement being the result of uh, more connection to our neighbors basically just talking to each other more than we're doing now. And why do you think, uh, I mean, you, you probably have to speculate some, but why do you think that we are, uh, if it's true, less connected to each other? Well, I think 
some technological changes have made it easier. The advent of air conditioning made a big difference in that it took people off of the front porch. More recently, the easy availability of entertainment through television and then over the past 20 years, the Internet have made it possible for us to be thoroughly entertained without necessarily having to interact with anybody personally. And so I think that has had an effect on neighborhoods. It's had an effect on civic participation as people watch things on the Internet or on television and conclude that there's nothing they can do to affect their own future, that they are the victims of forces of globalization that are out of control or that government doesn't care about them. And so I think a combination of the amazing connectedness that technology offers us and the ability that uh, our new lives have to maybe move away from direct interaction with people has made that easier. I think the other key factor has been the relative increase in the amount of time people have to spend commuting to and from work. And so uh, roughly a third of people commute two hours to and from work now, which means that when you come home, you have less time. So you don't have as much time to participate in a civic meeting. You don't have as much time to volunteer in your church. You don't have as much time to make cookies for your neighbor who you know, has a sick child. And so the combination of easy availability of technology and less discretionary time that people seem to have, I think, has conspired to make it really hard for people to have the same depth of connection that they used to. The worry, of course, is that that's only going to get worse because technology is going to continue to improve and uh, all of these things that can help to isolate us are going to be even more and more entertaining and more and more probably, uh, uh, you know, consuming of our lives. But on the other hand, we have social media that in a way does connect us, although there's, you know, lots of debate about how healthy that connection really is and whether it's a genuine connection or not. At every forum, we're going to have at least one portion that looks at how we can use technology more effectively to connect. So the same social media tools that we have that can be divisive can also be uniting. Mm -hmm. There are new apps, for example, that enable you to easily find out who needs what in your neighborhood and how you might be able to work with them. There are new apps out there that enable you to get immediate care from a doctor, you know, who can help you overcome a health challenge that you have you know, without having to drive an hour to a doctor's office. In every one of these forums, we want to not spend a whole lot of time talking about how bad technology is, but the extent to which we can use technology to reconnect us in a meaningful way to people, not just across the world, but right next door and in our communities. Now, you're a former TV reporter for WRAL, I know. Um, what's the role of the media in this debate? Is it to sort of, you know, facilitate a conversation? Or, I mean, what are your thoughts on the media in terms of like, how is the media doing? Are we accomplishing what we're, what we need to be? When you look at the media landscape, TV, radio, newspapers, everything, uh, how are we doing? I think media at its worst is part of the problem. It can be a source of division. And in news, it is easiest to cover conflict, and it is 
incrementally harder to find success stories. But I think what you're beginning to see is not just marginalization of success stories, but some attempts by uh, local newspapers, uh, public radio services that are actively trying to go out into community, television stations that are not isolating good news in the final 30 seconds of the, the newscast. And you're finding more and more outlets that are beginning to explore the possibility of media being a source of unity rather than division. And that takes a little bit more work, but it's also a lot more exciting if you can find a way to be part of a solution rather than part of a problem, then I think it has the potential to increase listenership or increase viewership or increase readership at a time when people have all sorts of other options. And so I think the hope for the future is local media that's doing local stories with real people. And if we can find a way to get people to commit to that, I think local media is going to be the place that really helps us back. And that doesn't mean you have to check your objectivity at the door. You know, you're you're covering local stories. You're not painting a, you know, just a whitewash over what's happening, but you are covering local news. And when the news is good, you're reporting it. When the news is bad, you're reporting it, but you're reporting news and getting local. And I think that's what has the potential to both save local media, but also to have local media be part of the solution leading us back toward community. I see. And I'm sure that there's going to be some talk at this conference about our political polarization. Is that true? And and if so, how do you think that's going to be addressed? One of the things we're trying to do at all of the next six forums is to emphasize to everyone the importance of learning to talk to each other. Uh, what some people call civil dialogue. And the reason we want to emphasize that is because we don't think that in the near term, people are going to suddenly chuck their extreme opinions, forget about them, and start agreeing on everything. What we'd rather see, though, is people who are finding ways to at least talk to each other rather than yell at each other. And so we're going to be providing at each of the forums some demonstrations of people who have learned to talk to each other. So in Asheville, for example, uh, we'll have Jason Walls from Duke Energy talking with Julie Mayfield. Yeah, and they she's haven't with always Mountain agreed True. on everything. Yeah, right. Mountain True and uh, city council member. Yeah. So they haven't always agreed on anything. In fact, I think when they started talking to each other, Julie was maybe suing Jason or Duke Energy. (laughs) Uh, So what we want to do is enact at the forum some conversations between people who have learned to talk to each other and not to stop feeling the way that they do, but learning how to find some sort of middle ground that enables progress on an issue that may be really complicated. So we think by uh, demonstrating that and having people be able to look at those conversations, it'll give them a little bit better idea of how they might have those conversations themselves with people that they disagree with. I imagine that your job is difficult in the sort of postmortem of a conference like this, where it's hard to sort of gauge whether it was a success or not, and how to measure whether it was a success. So how do you decide 
whether this was a success or it wasn't, and to inform how you change things moving forward. Well, we get feedback from everybody. Mm-hmm. We ask everybody to tell us whether it was a success in their mind or not. Uh, so we do have data that comes out after conferences uh, that is helpful to us. But for every conference, we select a small group of communities that are going to be our implementers, the places that are going to move the work forward. And for this conference, we'll select five communities that have stepped forward and said, we would like to move forward in some meaningful initiatives that continue to build community. And then we will work with those places. We'll help them get civil dialogue training. We'll help them learn how to tell their story. We'll help them how to learn from each other. And we'll give them some help in how to share their story with other communities. And so we know coming out of every forum that there will be five places that are already doing great work that we're going to help do better work and spread the word. So at the baseline of every every forum, we have this cohort that we're going to be working more intensively with and then sharing their stories with other people with the idea of having them be the movers of public policy. Uh, now, Asheville uh, has been roiled by that video of the black man being beaten by a white police officer. And of course, this is not isolated to Asheville, of course, but with Asheville being one of the places where something like this has occurred, there is tension. How does a conference like this address racial divisions and uh, our segmenting and uh, gentrification and all those types of issues? Well, the closing segment of the forum is going to be looking at and working with a community that has taken on a very similar situation. So in Cary, North Carolina, there was a similar conflict between African-American community members and white police officers. And the closing segment of the forum is going to be focusing on how those two groups have learned to talk to each other, some of the techniques that they've been using, and really raising the question for all communities, but Nashville specifically, uh, as to whether some of the strategies that this other place has been using might be of assistance as Asheville tries to think about how to go forward. I see. Okay. And my last question is just yeah, how do people go? Can can anyone from the public go to this forum and attend? They can. It's open to everybody. Uh, you do need to register at our website, which is reconnectnc.org. And you can go there. It'll give you all the information about registering. We'd love to see as many people there as possible. We think this is a great... Asheville is the perfect place to do this forum because of both some of the success that Asheville has had, but also some of the struggle that Asheville has had. And we don't want to have any community think that significantly involving a greater percentage of the population is easy, but we also want people to see uh, that Asheville has made some significant progress on this, and if Asheville can do it, they can too. So we're hoping that this will shine a spotlight across the state, and the forum is going to be televised statewide by UNCTV. So we're hoping that a lot of people will be in Asheville uh, for the forum, but we also hope we know that a lot of people are going to be watching statewide and we think Asheville is the exact right place to be having this conversation at this time. Okay. And is there anything that we didn't touch on that you think we should before I let you go? Uh, I think there will be a good mix at this forum of Uh national voices and local voices, people from 
the western part of the state, along with some other people from other parts of the state, and the opportunity to uh, both showcase Asheville in western North Carolina, but also to bring the rest of the state into the conversation with a chance to learn from some of Asheville's struggles and successes is exactly what we're looking for. So as we move the forum out from Raleigh to other places, we thought Asheville was the ideal place to start. All right, Leslie Boney, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you.